Hi everybody, this is Jeremy from In Bed by Night. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're enjoying the episode and wondering how you can support the show, there are several ways you can go about this. First one would be to leave a rating on your preferred, your preferred platform. Um, the second one would be to leave a review. Um, I know not all, not all platforms have the option to leave a review. So if you can't on your platform, um, consider going to Podchaser and leaving a review there. Um, reviews help us get out there, help folks who might be on the fence or looking for something similar to things that they like. Um, just get the show in front of new people. And then finally, um, if you haven't subscribed to the show on, again, your preferred platform, please do so. Um, and also feel free to share it with a friend. Um, word of mouth is such a powerful tool still in the digital age. On to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome into another In Bed by Nine. I have Jeremy here. Jeremy, how was your week? Hey, uh, week was uh, really good. Um, continuing to, you know, make progress on the on the physical front and uh, getting better there. And then um, officially got my uh, bachelor's degree in business. I saw that. So I am college man. Oh yeah, no. You know, the master starts up in a couple a couple of months, but hey, so I'll celebrate <laughs> celebrate for like two months. But um, it's been a lot of you know did a lot of stuff with the kiddos. How about you? Um, what happened this week? We went to the zoo. That's what we did this weekend, which was pretty fun. Um, got blinds, which is always nice. You know, all the dad things in life. You know how they go. But uh, this week is being is oh streaming. That's what I was streaming. So uh, OBS crashed on me horribly and decided to not like have a web socket multiple times over again. So none of my like gizmos and gadgets and fun things I do on stream just collapsed all around me, which was really cool. Um, but I had some really good streams of just chaos. Like I, I was going to say everything went really, really, it was a really popular to be chaotic. So that might be the way to go. I, yeah, I can, but I can't hold that. That's not sustainable for me at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> My stress level, you just need to sweat going down my back of the stress level I had when everything wasn't working. I couldn't figure out I why. I wish we could have clipped some of that that stuff. Or oh, there's a ton of clips already. That, but yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty good. Some of the comments were really good too. So I was. It was kind of nice to be in some chaotic streams this week. I was it, a couple yeah. of them that were that were really fun. So it was. Yeah, just nothing wanted to work right. Nothing connected, and like all exactly. something, everything rushed at one point in time. I mean. There's a lot of good TikToks out there and a lot of good uh, YouTube clips for me that are just me like totally, like literally totally confused. I wasn't joking. It wasn't like a gimmick. I was lost and I couldn't figure out what was going on. So it was, it was good. really good. Um, other than that, man, this week coming up here is going to be straight chaos. Um, literally 10 minutes before the podcast started recording, I just got home. <laughs> so, man. uh, yeah, this week it might be a little tight on some things. So, well, I'll put that out there on the Twitter space if you're listening now. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, a lot of kid things, a lot of family things happening this week. So, we'll see. Absolutely. But we have a guest on tonight. Jeremy, who do we have? Yes, we have the CEO from Leica's Empire Esports Organization, Isaac. Uh, welcome on. Hi. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, well, welcome on. So um, we talked earlier, and you uh, you did the cardinal sin of not listening to our podcast prior to entering our podcast. Uh, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, but uh, 
you know, we do appreciate you coming on here, but what I like to do before is, hey, give us your elevator speech. Who are you? What do you do? Let the listeners know a little bit who you are. Yeah. So my name is Isaac Chafee. I'm a 19 year old from California. I have been in esports my entire life and pretty much messed up my childhood because of it. Um, uh, I, I have a few people also in this podcast too, but it started back in Black Ops 2 um, on Xbox 360. I ran a a team called the Rain R41N Gaming, um, and then after that, I pretty much have had that addiction of running teams and in you know competitive gaming my entire life. Um, I've pretty much done everything from stream lead to content creation to esports management to general management, social media management is what you know on that list somewhere as well. I do it all. Um, I currently own Lycus Empire, and I also. I'm a co-founder and owner of Glide Mousepads. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I My entire, I don't want to say career, but my entire time in esports, I've pretty much narrowed down to uh, advocating for age isn't really a necessity in esports. And the reason why I've done that is because I have had such a hard time nailing jobs and positions based on people assuming that I'm less experienced and or don't lack the or, or lack the knowledge of you know everybody else because i'm young um, i'm currently a sophomore in college i'm studying business administration with a minor or and a double or yeah minor in uh marketing my goal mm-hmm. is to become a marketing director for a firm in the bay area um and yeah i mean that's where i see myself in the future hopefully within the next five or so years I like yeah. the I like the plan. I like that you got everything, and it kind of laughed because, uh, um, to be honest, like the the age thing, I can get where people would think that, but like not not in esports. I mean, no. I, I watch these yeah. young kids destroy people on just Call of Duty games, and and even let me just I mean I'm throw my own kid out there for that. My my one year old kid can flip through any piece of tech like nothing. So don't mm-hmm. yeah. So anyone that says just because somebody's young, they're going to take them out of a job or not consider them for something. It's really, really limiting the talent pool to fill that position. So I, I got, I like that. Yeah. For that. It's, it's really wild. Um, there's been many times where I've tried internshipping for like a, a major esports organization. And it w- literally came down to the fact that they wanted an intern who has a bachelor's already and was like, that just completely removes the point of internship. You want to be able to do that while you're in college. Um, and I mean, completely respect the people who do internships out of college or who graduated, but that's not really the point I'm trying to get at. Mm. I'm trying to get at the point of internships are made for a certain reason and they help people develop throughout their major. And it can actually attach people to even showing more interest, you know, to a certain major and might maybe switching. You never know. Yeah. I've done an internship with, uh, agriculture because I was an FFA kid um, through high school. I was a chapter president and everything else, showed animals, whole nine yards. Um, I did an internship for a local ag, ag business. I loved it, but it wasn't my, my thing. I I found a lot more interest in the marketing aspect and becoming a marketing director would be awesome. Hands down. Yeah. But I, I, the, the age in esports, I feel like that's uh, it's it's a really weird subject but if the maturity level is there age shouldn't matter and i think with when it comes to driving to esports in general it's such a new realm 
a new business yeah. rum. It's 100% a new rum. I mean, and and I agree with you on that for many aspects because the if you think about it, I mean, as Jeremy said, the younger younger people know what they're doing. We're the old folks. I mean, we're the we're the dinosaurs of the esport world, Jeremy and I. And we know that. Like we we agree with that. And people look down on us because we're old. Um, yeah, my reflexes, my reflexes aren't there, but uh I have a pretty smile, so I'll stick around, you know. But the <laughs> um but the young side, I I don't I don't get that. I mean, I would trust I would trust as somebody that it, you know, you're younger, you're gonna invest more time in it. You're you have passion behind it, you know what you're doing. I'm gonna trust you a little bit more than I somebody else that has, you know like a Jeremy that's been in the business for years and, you know, is old and lost touch with everything. It doesn't, it, yeah. to me, it doesn't make sense. I, I see the point from like an older person's perspective, looking down on why you did that, like why people have that stigma, but esports is a whole nother animal. That's not the any, same kind of business that's out there. It's an entertainment consumption business. It's different. I don't know. And I think he touched on, um, like what your degree program because my 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 concentration you know slash minor is also marketing and i think that's such a key aspect of of esports and just that whole realm in general yeah and and then another thing too you you you're going to be around for a long time you know what i mean like why wouldn't you know seriously why wouldn't you want somebody that's going to you know to get into an organization that's going to be younger where they're going to be around especially if they are you know they're invested and they've got that energy they can the world Jeremy. they can scope it up more yeah it just seems like it's backwards that that would be the one industry where you would want people that are younger and that have that energy yeah so i think it's good you're advocating for it again i'm just tired take you can take control Isaac. i'm just tired go ahead um <laughs> it's so, it's one of those things where it's like i i started my own company um, yeah. and I started my own company before I was technically legal to start my own company. Um, and I, I did it because nobody gave me that fair chance. And I know so many of my friends within the community deserve that fair chance. They are so much better than me. And it's, it's literally just the fact of who do they learn from, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody in esports, all of my management friends all have that one person that they learned a lot from, right? They're, they're, uh, they're Yoda. It's the best way to describe Ooh, it. Um, and it, it depends really who it is. I, I had a guy, um, he owned an organization called Fractured LLC. Um, I, I haven't heard from the guy in maybe five years, but he taught me the ins and outs of esports when I was 12, 11. Wow. Nice. Um, and that's what really got me connected is the fact that there's just so much to do. And at that time, esports was so underdeveloped that there wasn't really an opportunity for a job necessarily. Um, obviously, it depends how you look at it. But mm. I ran social media and did other things. I was a partnerships manager for Juggernaut uh, Energy. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. It's an energy supplement company, one of the thousand energy supplement yeah. companies that are around. <laughs> I know, man. Um, I, from the start, developed their partnership program. Uh, it's the Nexus program. It's actually still in use. I'm not sure if they upgraded it or anything. I haven't heard from them in like three years, but I it was a brand new company. Uh, I got an org called NorCal Gaming, a huge, huge gaming organization now. They're in like Pro League for Apex and a bunch of other things. Um, I managed to get them on board when we only had like 
little over a thousand followers. Okay. Um, and their their partnership was really really tight knit. Now they're with G Fuel, and it's a little bit yeah, you know, it's it's harder now. But before they trusted my ability and they trusted the company's ability, and I think that's the main main part. And that's that was really where I got my success and the room for growth. Is that wow? The these guys are going to trust a fifteen year old, and they're going to know that they're going to get money from a fifteen year old. How could I transfer this over? And when I left Juggernaut, it was kind of spiraling down a little bit. And that's when I started like this just a little over three and a half years ago. So the time of this a bit. So, I mean, what got you? What gives, What was your spark to start? Like, not start liking, but like when you were 12 years old or 11 years old, when you're looking at these video game companies and thinking about doing this, what was your spark? Like, what made you go, okay, I'm going to do this? It was the fact that I was a kid. Um, now I don't do it, but gaming was so fun. Yeah. Now it's hard for me to find a game that I like, but Call of Duty, like I, I haven't played it in maybe three years, but Black Ops 2 was the most fun I've ever had on a video game. Right. And and seeing these pro players like Scumpy, Nade Shot, you know, I can name a million different people make millions of dollars playing video games mm -hmm. was the coolest thing. And that's such like a, you know, like everyone's going to say that, you know, seeing a bunch of people make money, but <laughs> it was more of the fact of, I didn't have the skill to actually shoot. What could I do? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I, yeah. I, I, I took a lot of inspiration from optic hex, um, oh. and how he built this kingdom of pro players and he didn't have to pick up a controller. He he built his own brand, how he wanted to build his brand, whether you know there's a you know marketing team, whatever. You know he built the brand like how he wanted to build a brand. He has this optic team as his family. I I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the fact that he found success without really doing anything besides micromanaging. I think that's the best way to put it is, I mean, he, he put so much effort and time that he didn't really have to do anything after that. Makes sense. I like that. So you found for fun in it, then the fun turned into success because you're looking at this idea of like, I like that, man, I wish I had the same mentality. <laughs> I, I didn't start. <laughs> I don't collect money for my projects. Okay. Um, so with with Glide and like it's actually um, I've never pocketed a dollar. Um, the org has definitely made pretty good money, but it's always yeah. gone back into the org. Um, I stopped doing it, but a few years ago, I would literally just become a social media manager for an org from a, com a competitor, um, charge money to do their socials, use the money they paid me in their socials to run my org. Like that's the way that that's the way yeah. to do that. It makes sense. I'm not going to say who I did that for, but I, I, I never added this org in my bio, never put them on my resume, but I ran their socials for $200 a month. Use that $200 a month to pay entry fees for my teams and use the entry fees as a way of marketing because 
you yeah. know, those $50 per team or whatever that produces maybe 100 to 200K impressions on my Twitter, which spirals into sales, which also produces money. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I did this before being a marketing student. I, I didn't know anything, literally nothing that had to do with marketing. I just, just took figured. what yeah. this guy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an easy way to make money. And a lot of people don't realize that. No, it, it makes sense. And I always, always kind of wonder like, Hey, so you're a CEO, like, like what's going on? But I mean, what I say, like this, the, oh, I'm, I'm tripping over my words here. I apologize. But it's just the idea of like, Hey, when you're 12 years old, you came up with this concept of like, let me start an organization for gamers mm-hmm. with gamers. And then in turn, be able to support that. I mean, literally all I'm thinking in my head is like, when you graduate, you've already had all this experience and opportunity and online documented experience in doing this that, you know, when you go to a company and say, Hey, this is what my skill set. I also have a degree. Now I'm also of age that you want me to be. Here you go. It's, it's going to be amazing to see what's going to come out of it. Um, like I would love to touch base with you in five years. If we ever still take, you know, <laughs> keep touching. I was kind yeah. of where you land because just the, you're, you talked about having internship. Like you've, you've, are in the fire fire of an internship right now and you're solo you're in a practicum for the best way to explain that um you are doing it and i don't know it's just a kind of a thinking about that in the long run like that's really good experience yeah um and to add on to the experience i'm actually doing the disney college program um i don't know if you guys wow. have heard of it it's disney's internship program um in a no, month in, is, yeah what was that I said, wow. Yeah, in a yeah. month and nine days, I'm moving to Orlando, Florida from California. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to work for Disney World. Yeah. As well as learn um, internship and leadership courses throughout the program. Yep. Yep. I know, um, I know the program. They got yeah. top yeah. notch stuff. Yeah. It, it is a really good program. Um, and I, I can't wait to do it. Sadly, um, I will be taking a minor break from esports to finish this program. Makes sense. It would be like a seven month break. Um, yeah. By break, I don't mean I'm going to quit. I am going to pass um, the reins off in a way. Pass the reins, lay off, you know, try to see where I can go from more of like a mentor. Which is fair. I know people that have gone through that Disney program. Um, I've heard some good stories and some a lot of horror stories. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, one of the biggest one is. Um, uh, you've seen a lot of ramen and other <laughs> low cost foods. Um, that's number one thing people always tell me like, just get used to we're eating nothing. Um, yeah, but thankfully, they they just gave my program a two dollar raise before we actually even got there. Okay. Um, that's good, and, yeah. And I have saved up a lot of money to be able to do this, so I, I think I, yeah. I should hopefully be fine. Yeah, just good. don't eat on property. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's too expensive so um, so expensive oh yeah but yeah no it's it's a fun program you'll you'll learn a lot i there are a lot of people i know that, that done it and they they love it so um hats off to you just like i said just be prepared and you know prepared not to eat <laughs> so everyone keeps yeah. um all right so i mean that's that's insane um so i guess when you're thinking about i don't know if you want to give it away here but when you think about passing the reins on who do you think you're like, what's your criteria to think that, Hey, I'm going to have this person run my, my organization while I'm gone make sure there's a burden in the ground. So 
I have a pretty pretty well set up management team oh. at Lycus. Um, I think I should be fine. Um, I have Disciple, who's my COO. Um, he has a really good head on his shoulders, and he should be perfectly fine. I can trust him with running mm-hmm. everything. Um, but I'm also thinking about just holding operations until I get back um, and almost going for a fresh start. Obviously, I don't want to clear everything I've worked for the past three years. Yeah. Um, but I feel like being able to actually find a way to, I don't want to say pause operations because it sounds so like it sounds very finite. It sounds very finished. Yeah. Um, but just figure out a way to run it while I'm there and or wait till I come back and run it then. So maybe like in a way to change it, maybe a, a, a coasting. Yeah. There. Yeah. To see what it would we, do if you just leave it alone and let it coast. We can all use our mental reset, especially after running something for so long. Yeah. Um, Perspective. Definitely just like can use just a slight break. Okay, a miniature yeah. break. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. So being a part of this empire for such a long time, you've had hiccups. And yeah. before we got on here, you mentioned one. And I, as soon as you start talking about the event that happened, I went, yes. Oh, now I know who this is. Cause when, when Jeremy told me we we're working with you and to be honest, we talked to bald Eagle the other day and he told me this, and I was like, this name sounds so familiar to me and it wasn't clicking. And then you started <laughs> telling me what happened and went, Hmm. Now I remember. So. Yeah, we were we were on esports score, I think it's called something like that. Um yeah. a bunch of other websites were tweeting about us. I mean, if you yeah. look at like you can Google it on Twitter and somebody will be mentioning it. So it's really not tied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, what I wanted to bring up and and I wanted to direct our like little conversation to is you know, it was an event that happened, right? And if you want to talk about it, we can go into it, but my curiosity comes up is like being a owner of a club that the situation's coming through that honestly could collapse anybody um, and destroy everything that so you've started, you know, it happened two years ago and you're still around and it's your, you know, organization is doing pretty well. You got a good following. You got a good process. You've got, you know, good teams going out. You got things happening that are, you know, still around, but yeah. honestly, when that the event that happened would have crushed you. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what let's start this. Maybe if you wanted to give a little background on what happened, just or people could Twitter search it, whatever they want to do. But maybe a little like moment, of, like you know, snips up of that, and then what was your thought process during that time? Yeah, so that was a very depressing time, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, I was it was right before COVID, so I would have been okay. like a twelve, eleven, thirteen and a half. Yeah, yeah, it would have <laughs> been like a sophomore in high school. Yeah, okay. Um, and at this point, I didn't own much of Lycus. Um, I had to get an outside investor. Um, I'm sure he's going to watch this. There was very interesting times to where he would just randomly disappear. And the same thing's happening to where, like, 
after that, he just like didn't reply to me for like eight months. <laughs> Ooh, um, wow. Yeah, very very weird time. Talking this, talking to an investor, letting him know every day, giving him ownership and everything, just to have him just be like, you know, poof into thin air. Um, very interesting time. Um, but back then, it was very weird. I had an executive team that I couldn't do anything without getting the full approval of my team. And what I mean by that is I can't take shots in the dark without letting everybody know whether that was picking up a new team, picking up a content creator, anything. I only owned 33%. So it was one of those things where if everybody didn't know exactly what was going to happen, why would I do it? And when, when everything aired out, it was literally right after school. I was at baseball practice. So it was like right in the start of baseball practice. I remember checking my phone, seeing I had like 150 notifications. Wow. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What, what is going on? Um, and then my practice is probably like two and a half hours. Um, after that, I checked my phone and I had like 600 notifications. It was like, my my management chat is like hitting the fan. I have like we we had like a, a 40 person content creator team that went down to like four, five. It was quit. It was like I couldn't even let anybody know quick. Um and I checked Twitter and I'm like, okay, so this content creator said something she should know. Um and you know, not to go into super detail, but this content creator to go unnamed said that a underage person should use her only fans and she'll send them nudes to jerk off to after figuring out he was underage. She said that he needs mommy's approval or something of those words. That's just what I remember. Um, and it's like the <laughs> most scarring thing I I have ever dealt with. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's how it was. I just say you're also underage yourself when this conversation is happening, which is hilarious in itself. But yeah, um, that yeah, is horrible. Something I didn't mention before. Um, I don't think a lot of people knew I was underage because <sighs> the the Sorry. amount of the, the yeah, um, <laughs> I would get messages like people telling me to kill myself, sending Ooh. me my my school, sending me my address, like the whole nine yards. Like they, it, it made it seem like I was like. A terrible person yeah um and i had people like saying that i'm having sex with her and she sends me nudes every night and like oh my gosh dude i was like 16 like how are you gonna it was just like it was the weirdest thing um and it was just one of those things where it was like in that moment it was never ending i felt like an hour would go by and it would be like a year and I would still look and it was there. Um, but after that, we, my entire management team and I split ways. Um, I went on trying to figure out how I would go about changing things and how I can go about actually like coming back from it. Um, and yeah. obviously the thought crossed my mind of just completely fresh restarting the org, going new name, getting new branding and everything. Yeah. But we built a name for ourselves and I didn't want to let a one terrible mistake ruin an entire company. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the best way to put it. Yeah. I, I really wanted to make sure that all of the, the hours and the time I spent on this org wouldn't go unanswered. Um, so yeah, at that time, all of my content creators that left formed their own content team. Makes, makes um, sense. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called, but then my esports director turned out to be a scammer and he, he scammed my entire content team and told them that they would get all this money and all this fame and turned out to be like stealing money in like a scumbag was like that couldn't have got any worse i'm happy that you know i didn't have to experience that myself um yeah that's that's something that's actually never been said before not even on twitter you can look everywhere and you won't find shit about that we're 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 letting we're letting we're getting some exclusives here people um (laughs) yeah he it was a very like interesting time he yeah. promised them sponsorships with a company that was into like peripheral resale in Texas. It was in Katy, Texas. Don't remember what the uh, what the company's called now, but and then I remember like talking to my content creators because at this time we were still I was still friends with them. I still talked to them every night. You know, just because everything happened doesn't mean that I looked at them any differently. Because obviously, as content creators, you want to you want to protect your image and you don't want to be attached to something that has, you know, terrible feedback behind it at that time. Oh, no, not, not that, especially, yeah, this was what, 2021? No, it would have been like 20, 2020, tw- like right before COVID. So right before COVID. So, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Never mind. Yeah. So it's still very new at that point, yeah. this whole thing. Cause I say by December, 2020, 2021, you know, we, esports was everyone was doing something esports, but especially then, yeah. it's brand new. Um, but it, it was a very yeah, it was a very weird time, and I figured out that he promised them the sponsorship that would give them enough money to pay for rent in that area, and I have these four content creators for one, yeah, five. Sorry, five content creators getting ready to move into a house together. Because they think rent is going to be paid for, only to be told like a month before they all planned on moving that the, they were never the company wasn't even contacted about the partnership, and this guy was just making up numbers in his head. What? Yeah, and then people did their background research and figured out that this guy who was ex-military and he was like a um, what do they call it? Those people that like pop your bones back into place and stuff. What are they called? Chiropractor. He was a chiropractor. But he said that he was um, sent home from military duty because of his knee or something like that. He was never actually in the military. And there was no tracking of him getting any sort of certifications to be a chiropractor. Oh, my geez. So this one guy almost screwed over my content creators after they already went through this horrific thing. So it was just like, yeah. Oh my. Um, yeah. So are we kidding you? I I feel like there's more, there's there's more layers happening now. There's more layers. That takes us completely off track of what we were talking about. 
No, it, I, it, it I, doesn't because it, it's 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 compounding. I mean, you had this event that happened it was very public. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I went to go try to find it. I, I honestly can't find it, but I bet you somebody will send it to me when they do. Um, I but I remember reading this and I remember going, "Oh man, that's messed up." Because, I mean, that's that's crazy. But then you were, you know, that that happened. And that's a very strong controversy, you know, having underage situations happening and that being very, pu- very public because it was on Twitter when it was posted. It wasn't like it was like in a message. It was very direct. Um, and that's all out there in the world. And then, you you know, dealing with that and everyone's calling that and then you're learning that your entire organization itself is being eroded from the inside, it seems like. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was It was a very interesting situation. And I just sent you one of the tweets that we're just part of the the horror that we went through. Um, and it got to a point where I literally had to delete Twitter off my phone because I couldn't go on Twitter without having an anxiety attack because so much was going on and I was just so young. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow, like what the hell? You know, I don't even know what to do. And you were just um, doing this for, to be, not, not to knock, but you, do, you were doing this for fun for the best part to say it because you were, yeah. you know, it's, this this is, is... It was a passion project. Yeah. Um, and it gaming for me has always been that way. Now I'm starting to fall back a little bit. You know, gaming's obviously not my, my biggest passion right now, only because I know I can do more and I've always settled to do less. Okay. Um, because of the age thing that we got into earlier. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's kind of just how I felt was that so much happened and I had no control over it. And that that was the first time that it's been that way. So is that, that I, huh? go ahead. Um, well, I was just saying that's the first time it's ever happened to me that I've been given a situation control. and not know where to do. <laughs> not yeah. to know. It's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's a first for me. And I mean, and I'm going to applaud you for being somebody that was able, like you said, you one come out of this firescape of events and and just dealing with everything from the threats and everything, and be able to come out of that and continue with your with your plan, with your drive, with your esport girl. Like you just, you, I I'm in awe by that, and I want to say that to you guys. Like that's I applaud you extremely for that. I mean, that's a yeah. lot of lesser people would just said, I'm out, bye-bye. Hands in the air, gone. But you you didn't even rebrand. Like, you, you know, you said, I'm, we're done, we're buckling in, and that is admirable. That's that's cool, man. Yeah, so at the time, um, I really felt like I just needed to, you know, yeah. quit. Oh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't fault you for it. Yeah, but there was been so many times where where people have quit certain things and mm. and gave up and regretted it in the future. Yep. So I didn't want one of those things to happen to me. And what I did was I completely fresh restarted the team. I started from ground zero and I messaged a bunch of people. This was probably about two months after controversy. Okay. I messaged a bunch of people. Hey, I'm restarting. I'm going to go under the same brand. Everybody was like, hell no. Um, and at yep. the time, I was also <laughs> researching mousepad companies. Yeah. 
Um, I wanted to know that end. And I had my, the other owner of the mouse company was my GM of Lycus at the time. He's actually the only management person I've talked to since then. Um, but he was like, I don't want to be a part of Lycus, but I'll help you build the mousepad company. So I shifted focus on the mousepad company. We we launched February of last year, and it took us like a year to even get anywhere close to where we wanted to get. Um, but within that time, I I found somebody that wanted to pick up the project, but they didn't want to be management. They wanted to be a mentor. His name is Hex. Um, Hex was the previous COO of Aspire Entertainment, who also went through a really bad time. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with like the old COD scene, um, but he was at the helm of not paying players only because investors and stuff were follow- falling mm-hmm. through and they won like hundreds of championships and like mm-hmm. were some insane brand. Um, they were known by like Nade Shot and everybody. Um he is one of those people in esports I have gotten super close with. Um, I haven't talked to him in a few months, but it, he was the type of guy where I would message him on Snapchat every night, just texting him, see what's up. You know, he joined like as a mentor. Un- he was unofficially announced, but he joined as a mentor and was helping me every step of the way, getting new management finding a way to replace my brand and the brand identity. And the best way we came about it was to delete all of the organization's tweets and quote tweets of, you know, delete everything, anything Mm -hmm. that had the person's name in it and, or was relevant to, to it, delete it from public or from personal social medias to everything. And then we released a video talking about our um, our year celebration. If you look on our YouTube, we have that still up. It was our one year video. Um, and and then through that, we kind of just got new teams. I picked up a Valorant team that I had for over a year. That that definitely experienced a, a few issues with people trying to bring up the old controversy, but they were on the same mindset of the organization should not have been at fault. Yeah. So yeah. We, we all, we, we were very, very similar minded and we all kind of just went our own way and, and made sure like we kept our head down, finding our new brand. Uh-huh. Uh, just a few months ago, I found my current COO um, and he has killed it. He has done everything from, helping me find teams to helping me figure out management. He's put more time into like just the past probably three months than I have. He is insane. The the <laughs> coolest guy. The co- like and it helps me because he knows now that I'm starting to you know lose passion, right? Um only because it's been so long and I took so long trying to get over that little hump that it just kind of ruined it for me. Yeah. Um, but there was more than just, you know, me wanting to to figure out that name. It was more of a personal thing because I built this thing and I really didn't want people to have that negative mindset to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't stop. You know, I, I kept my head down and wanted to actually get through it. I met so many cool people that were able to help me and that 
literally just threw all of the controversy out the window, which was really helpful. Um, when we were renovating like this, we call it the more modernized version um, <laughs> amongst our management. It's something we actually bring up a lot. Uh, we worked out damage control. I was so young, so I knew nothing of it. Um, but my business law teacher last semester even told me about it. Um, it is literally a necessity. I have never had an HR department. Frankly, at that age, I didn't know what an HR department was. Or the need for one. Yeah. Or, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to need it. But I don't have one now. Um, and it was just one of those things that all of our management has been talked to about. Mm-hmm. We all are under the same mindset. And we were all, we all vividly know what we're going to do in case of an emergency like that. So at that time, we had no knowledge of it whatsoever. Um, and I know I'm probably going to get flamed by AJ or somebody if, if he <laughs> listens to it. Um, Hi, AJ. AJ is a esports director at Ariel Rise. He owns his own esports club now. Yeah. Um, he's one of those guys that I, I mentioned earlier that are definitely better than me. And he's we're also the same age. Um, he he was only we we were only friends. He was never a part of the org, but he never went like. He never switched up. We've never been best of friends because we were competitors, but he was never one of those people to throw it in my face. You know, he was admirable, admirable allies. Yeah, it was was a respect thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, he's probably going to laugh if he ever watches this or listens to this because of the fact that I said it. Yeah, let me know so I can tag him if that's what you like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make sure to tag him. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's crazy. And here's, I mean, we're kind of winding down our time a little bit, but I I, I want to keep you in here for a little longer if that's, that's okay with fine. you, Jeremy, as yeah. well as with you. Um, one question, because you mm-hmm. you know it started saying this country just start with an OnlyFans account when yeah. you pull on new content creators. Are OnlyFans uh, an option, or is that like, hey, you can't touch this anymore? <laughs> So ask that. I'm gonna be waiting. Yeah, so that's not something we look at anymore. Okay. Um, and if, if you want me to be honest, I think that the OnlyFans thing was only a an an eye grabber at that time because mm. of how unnormalized it was at that time. Yeah. Now everybody has OnlyFans. Everybody, you know. You you can't get off of Twitter or you can't you can't get off Twitter. You can't be on Twitter without yes. seeing something about OnlyFans creator. Um the and blue like and the white somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's just it's just one of those things that's so normalized now that I think that if we were to repeat it, it wouldn't be as blown up. Obviously, uh-huh. if if it, that's from an organization's perspective of a recruiting, um yeah. if if somebody says things like she did. Obviously, it's going to blow up. I would hope it blows up because if it doesn't blow up, that obviously means that the community is at fault. Yeah, it would. I I I fully believe that 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 situation did arise again. It would explode. Um, Yeah, hundred percent. But but now with with the proper knowledge and training, and obviously we went through it again. I I think we would be able to recoup a little bit faster than we did before. Yeah, but I also think that we we put so much interest and 
effort into not repeating history that we should be fine. Yeah, that's good. I'm just kind of curious. Like, if you're like, you know what? We we decided as a group, like, we don't allow OnlyFans. And that's fine. No, no, no. Yeah. Because I think that that has something to do with the judgment factor. And I don't think that we should, you know. Got it. I, I like that. Okay. Okay. A lot, a lot of, I'm not going to say OnlyFans is female only, but a lot of the female creators have an OnlyFans now. And I think that if we, if we shame them for having an OnlyFans and don't pick them up to the organization, that, that falls back on us because we're, we're blaming one person on the interest level of another. We can't yeah. use our, our previous history to shame somebody just because you know they're an OnlyFans creator. I mean, I that's like I don't know. It's just dishonorable. Best way to put no, it. it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. It's not accepting. It's not an open process. You, I like no, and then it, it ruins. You're, you're penalizing somebody for the the actions of one, and you're not. You know, as an organization, you're not saying that it's wrong to do it. It's just. I like that. I like what you're saying with that. I get. I agree with you. I get. It. I get what you're saying. You 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 made a very clear point. I like that. That's good. Um, but more. I was more of a curiosity of like, hey, do you when you recruit new people, do you ask them like, hey, do you have an OnlyFans and anything like that? No. Yeah. No. We we don't. And if you look at our creators, I I think we have one person who does, but it wasn't even brought up in negotiations about the. The only fans. I feel like that's just not something that is up to us to decide. Gotcha. I think that it's kind of an invasion of privacy because the OnlyFans oh. account or thing is a little bit too open. I don't feel right judging somebody or not allowing them to be a part of my brand because they do only fans you don't know a person's situation whether that's they're they're doing it to pay rent or to get through you know you never know you know, Sometimes it, be like, it, you know people i always my thing is let your let your peacock fly do what you want to do i don't yeah, care. like you know it, it's but do it to me do respectfully do it you know don't be you know calling minors out but you know yeah yeah <laughs> just let your freak flight fly do what you need to do i just you never know what somebody dealt with so mm-hmm. i don't want to not give them the opportunity to be able to market them or to help them grow just because of an OnlyFans. It just because of it's just something. Yeah. yeah, you never got it. I mean, like, I don't know. No, I I it think makes it, 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 that makes a lot of sense. Like, you want them to be themselves and yeah. do what they want to do. And I think it, um, it, it, when you're uh, when you're doing content creation, doesn't matter what the content is, as long as it's done in the the correct light and the direct way. It makes sense. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we what we tell people is that we don't want our name to be associated with any OnlyFans. So, mm. what I mean by that is not that they have it, but don't don't post your OnlyFans link and tag us, or don't don't you know, don't associate us with an OnlyFans in general. That's that's the easiest way to go about it. Um, and that's just something we talked about and it's not even something we told our creators. It's just something that as management, we decided. Yeah. I like that. Makes sense. I like that. Um, 
and not to like backtrack or anything, but yeah. the the person who caused the entire issue um, actually was trending on Twitter um, a few weeks ago for another insane situation um, in the Valorant scene instead of the siege scene this time. Well, um, so I, I think that it's more about that someone learning from their mistakes. Yeah. And obviously someone hasn't learned from their mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we've put in the, the proper learning and trying to be able to go away from it just to be repeatedly tagged in a post new about the same person in a different scene causing trouble. Wow. So you can't even get away from it. It's coming back at you. Um, it, it comes back in replies here and there. Uh, it usually yeah. comes back when we do something successful. We signed a, a top four Rocco league team a few months ago for the spring yeah. split. Um, and then some, like there was one reply that was like, Oh, are you going to pay for their only fans or something? Something stupid. Yeah. Which it was just like, at that point, I'm like, Okay, this kid obviously is Dumb just troll. like he's just trying to be a troll, and you can't yeah. really judge trying somebody. Yeah, yeah. trying clout because you just throw it out there and like, oh, and then you know. Yeah, I mean, stuff. try to make things bigger than they are. I mean, yeah, yeah, you can do that all the right. time. Hmm. All yeah. right. Well, then here's my oh, I was, one more question. I really want to ask you before I get into my big question. So, being somebody that's been a part of the esport world and has dealt with situations like this and we've had a few other um esport people on here team managers and stuff of the nature that have gone to the thought about the business side of esports and everything like that um so back in my day when i was a young person uh mlg was a big entity and it seemed to be that was going to be the lack of a better term, like the NFL, the overarching NBA, mm. you know, that, that overarching umbrella of um, e-sport programming that will create that division of, you know, have that HR department, that the rules to follow, the, the guidance that needs to happen. Do you see, I guess, a need for something like that in this world? Do we need an MLB and you know? Do we need that overarching organization to protect this program situation or guide it, or even then protect uh, content creators in a way? Yeah, so that's kind of a weird question. Um, it is. That's a, the one a, thing I'll say is I think that having a an organizer, as you would be yeah. like that top figure would be awesome i do think it would kill the esports space as in a lot of the the, the higher up like your your mlb nba you know yeah. they have they have minimum payments and or minimum payments minimum salary as you will um and that's just because it's professional play right yeah i can definitely see something like that ruining the economy of esports because it's we're already so inflated um if you contact like a uh in in a apex team mm -hmm. that per player they're they're not asking anything less than like two thousand a month and that is 
without any sort of insane placement. You know, that's not your phase, your optics, whatever. Um, and I think that incorporating like a, an organizer will provide a, a minimum required salary. So mm -hmm. we'll just be in an endless loop of either broke organizations that are going to endlessly or scam teams or nobody's going to have a team. Everybody's going to be free agents because nobody's going to be able to pay for it. It'd be kind of cool to maybe like do something like, uh, like how soccer is overseas. How about that? That would be cool. You have the overarching organization that you know holds the you know, caps those big teams. Like, like for me, like mentally, I'm thinking like an MLB kind of functionality, like with the baseball teams. Like you have your AAA, your AA, like you break down. But yeah, honestly, it makes more sense to be like a soccer team where you can have those small programs starting up. But if they can prove their abilities and prove their skill sets, be able to move up a tier and have access yeah. to that benefit. See, but it, it depends which game you're looking at because we do have that. We we have franchising in Call of Duty, we have franchising in League of Legends, and yeah. we have franchising in Siege now. It's it's the same thing. I mean, if it depends how you look at it, but we there is the for for Siege and for uh gosh. Oh, and we have franchising in Valorant now. And mm -hmm. for Riot, we have the Challenger League, right? The Challenger League is a way for teams to work their way up and actually get the the chance to fight against these your your phase optic, the big guys, whatever yeah, yeah. the big guys yeah you, the the people who you want to be in their shoes because they're professional players. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, there's not really any like organizational ground from that other than mm -hmm. the orgs pay an entry fee, um, which the entry fee for a pro league siege teams like 500k and you have to have uh like two and a half million in operational funding per year wow so the way that they're limiting it makes it so hard to actually get an organization to be able to pay for that that's a lot that nobody is going to want to do that no and that is why there's such a struggle to find new franchise teams. And that's why we get such a repeat of yeah. organizations that are on like an endless growth level because they're just so big. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I wonder though, if there's a way to prevent that, if there was an overarching or uh, controlling entity in a way to create pathways in a way to get people up there. I don't know. It just, to me, to me, the esport programs, esports in general, that this the, I'm using esports as a giant umbrella. It is such a wild west mm -hmm. situation, as you have seen with your um, content creator, the guy that was on taking money and stuff, like mm -hmm. promising the world, but in turn, nothing came out of it. And I've heard that many times. Um, yeah, you know. If you ha if there was an organization to monitor that, to prevent that situation from happening, to control that, to be the center point of all this umbrella, and to allow for the competitive esport team, to maybe the uh, my content creation is a weird one. I wouldn't say that like that would be a maybe it could be regulated because it could be like preventing I don't know scam programs and affiliate stuff i don't know like there's that might be its own thing 
Yeah, but I'm saying they could be a bigger umbrella um, because there's a lot of companies out there that are just scam affiliate programs. They're really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I have done everything I can to get out of that little scam affiliate program. And even with my own mousefood company, um, when when we first... (laughs) No, when we first opened up, we were focused on providing free mouse pads. Um, yeah. we, anybody we introduced to the program, we either gave them like a super high discount percentage or like 70% to where it was like when they purchased a mouse pad, all we would get from that is like our, what, what the mouse pad cost is, which would be like little to nothing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's how we, we were able to function is that it was like, we want, we know our mouse pads are better than competitors. Mm-hmm. At that time, I tested out probably 150 mouse pads. I have some of them in my closet right now. Um, but I we we tested out everything from your your three dollar Amazon mouse pads to the hundred dollar mouse pads that say they're the best in the game, but really are just nothing. Um, and we we made sure to to try to send free mouse pads out so that we weren't actually gonna just wrap ourselves into like that endless affiliate yeah you know rogue rogue energy program that they're like i'll give you a commission code and that's it yep so we've always connected with our partners i have a discord channel of every one of our partners that we have had who are um sending in like recommendations they were at the time always and any partner that i've ever had will say the same thing that we have always listened to our community and that was our number one priority. That's good. These, these companies that are doing this, like, um, like scamming commission program is insane, but it's so hard to get away from it as a company. We had to bite the bullet on. It's not. Well, I'm saying no. You like the, the the whole affiliate thing. It's an it's a, oh it's yeah 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 easiest pro. It's an easy process. Like yeah, I'll give you ten percent. Yeah, anyone, and then you can write they're sponsored by me on something, and I'll give you some cool graphics to put on your stuff. And oh yeah, y'all just give you ten percent of whatever sales you have. It it, it for a company, it's easy. You know. It's yeah, with with Juggernaut, that's exactly what I did. Is is I created like an affiliate endless thing because I'm working with. I don't want to say like corporate guys, but these at the time, you know, they were, Oh, well we need to make up a minimum of 10 grand a month. That Mm -hmm. wasn't the actual number, but it was straight up out of a corporate scene. Right. Cause you, you have these, these guys who need a minimum amount they need to make in. But when I tell them to invest anything, they're like, Oh, well that's not going to happen right now. Yeah. Bottom line. So with glide, I did everything I can to make sure that i didn't do that make sure that i had the flooring if i was going to pick up a creator, i would know who i want i would know that they fit with the brand i would know that any mouse pad i give them they will use to the max and i i found a guy my first ever partner his name is got booze if you guys are looking for somebody to bring onto a podcast he would be your guy okay i have ne- he's a he's a content creator he's a valorant guy he is the most understanding, coolest dude I've ever met. He's a dad. Okay. Um, he, he is literally the fucking best guy I've ever talked to. 
the most knowledgeable guy I've ever talked to. And he's ordered a mouse pad probably like 14 times. And he just bought them and gave them away because he wanted people to know our quality and how we, we made our mouse pads. It's like Got Booze 7, I think, or something yep, like that. I see him. Jeremy's yeah, he's, the he is a <laughs> really, really, really cool guy. All right. Nice. It's been a few weeks since I've talked to him, but he just like, out of everybody, like he was our number one guy in the beginning when we first cool. started the company. We, we were searching through and we popped into a call with him before we even had the mouse pads. And we told him our our idea and what we're going to do with our brand, and he was on board immediately. There you go. It's easy. All right. So now we have more information, which is great. But <laughs> let's um, let's see. The last thing I like to do is have conversation on. You know, what is the last little nugget you want to leave the podcast with? Is what is something you want to leave our listeners knowing, or what is something they should know, or what is something that like a new content creator should understand, or new esport organizer should understand? I should probably say that one. That's my question. What is that one piece of nugget information you would give somebody that's trying to start an esport organization? What is that thing? So, if you're starting an esports organization, just remember that your content creators and your your team your players are everything without mm -hmm. them. You have nothing. Something that it took me so long to realize is that I am just a small little piece of an engine and my content creators are really what gets it going. They are the battery, right? As, as an organization owner, all I am is, is somebody who is sitting here, making sure that everything is operating. The, the content creators, the players who compete every week, who practice day in and day out to make sure that their skill compares to other players are really what matters. And for new organizations, they have the, the ego factor of they are really what matters. And no, organizations need to, to get out of that standpoint. And I've talked to plenty of org owners who have the mindset of without them, their organization wouldn't run. And that's, that's not true. Oh, yeah. Your organization could be ran by content creators if they wanted to, but they don't want to have to deal with that after they're already streaming every day. Yeah. Uh, for tournament organizers, tournament organizers need to realize the only way organizations are going to pay outrageous amounts is if they provide some sort of marketing factor. I we we just had our Val team disband a few probably three weeks ago. Um, but before that, we spent like $150 um, in one month on esports entry fees. That was consisted of three whole tournaments. $150 for three tournaments, only to have none of our teams get streamed. So we lose the marketing factor. Yeah. They, people who are tournament organizers, don't want to have that cost of like, oh, we need to be streamed. You know, they don't want to do that because it is an up cost and you never know. Some of those casters, you know, they charge tons, but it's just that thing of the only way to really intrigue an org is to 
actually be able to provide something back. If you can provide a well-ran tournament for my team to compete, you know, for 2K after I spent $50 on an entry fee, that's not going to cut it. It's not even of the, you know, the price. It's more of the fact of it's a, it's a one day tournament fighting for, you know, there's 64 teams fighting for two grand and you're not going to stream any of the games on a $50 entry fee. I mean, do the math. They're, yeah. yeah. If, let's see, it's, if every team paid $50, that'd be $3,200. Minus the two K that they have for the entry fee, they're left with twelve hundred dollars, and I, I mean, a Battlefy account isn't going to cost you twelve hundred dollars in operating fees. If they're yeah. not going to pay the casters, who are they paying? Yeah, that makes sense. It's just lazy business. It's 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 not only lazy, it it's really just the factor of you you are ruining it for yourselves too Mm -hmm. Uh, a tournament organizer if they stream themselves you know just absolutely killing it well-ran tournament good teams competing more players are going to want to be in it yeah if you guys were told that you, you can enter in a tournament right now play against the best teams of the world you know whatever i'm sure you would want to do it even if you're not a competitive player it's just one of those things where it's like people want to have that drive to get better, whether they're competitive, whether they're a content creator, I want to make content out of it. Everybody wants to drive to play better people. The rank system on most games is corrupt and it's just awful. Yeah. No matter what game it is, I there isn't really a game besides like League of Legends that knows how to make a, a rank system. But there's always problems when it comes to like competitive or ranked. Now, if a tournament organizer was to nail it and provide production as well as com- competition, they can increase by probably triple. Hopefully, when when I do the uh, Disney College program, I'm able to actually work with uh, a, a larger organization and help them a part of that. I am only like five semesters off graduating. Nice. So the age factor shouldn't be an issue now, hopefully. No, it won't be now. You'll have had experience and you'll have action. So I'm going to make sure to show them this podcast and be like, here. They'll probably look at <laughs> do all the things that I've done. They'll probably look at the amount of experience. He's only been eight. He's, he's only been of age for a couple of years. This isn't, gonna, <laughs> this isn't possible. No, he's, no, I'm kidding. He's ready to do controversies. I really hope Yeah, people. literally. I really hope people aren't that dense when it comes to hiring that they would look at them. Oh, it was so bad. There was, it was literally like, let's see, I applied for um, an organization out of Australia through four years ago. And I was told that even with my esports experience, they're looking for more a corporate built mind to run their esports side. Hmm. What? Too bad they they didn't define that for you. That, I would have asked them that. Yeah, it's just what? that was just the way they wanted out of it. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't mean success. <laughs> I gotta say this much: being someone that's been in interviews and done interviews with people, it's, it's hard sometimes when you're sitting and looking at somebody and you're trying to get them to in an interview when you're talking to somebody, you're trying to get them to explain everything 
and then get ideas out of them. And then you're sitting here looking at the person like, do I work with this person well? Do they jive with the community? Do they jive with what I want to have out? I mean, you've done interviews, but yeah. like being somebody that's done in a corporate interviews multiple times, it's like it's hard to kind of sit there and you're like, oh, I'm going to pick this person. I mean, I picked some bad people. I've, I'm going to admit to it. I hired a few bad people. I'm like, oh, that was a bad decision. Um, <laughs> what they gave me in the interview made me totally think otherwise. But then you, you learn from that. But um, yeah, it's, it's a different world. But I got to say this much. All the things you've been through and your experience at a very young age and being able to have the mindset to handle it and then move on again i applaud you for it that's just amazing to think about yeah it really is and i'll be yeah you're gonna have some crazy future in your life and it's gonna be insane like i said hopefully in five semesters or six semesters um which will make me a lot older now than i am i would love to hear (laughs) your (laughs) outcomes somehow and twitter if i'm still hopefully we're still doing this by then um you know, I would love to hear what you're, you know, where you're landing overall. But uh, yeah, I uh, we didn't even get into like, like my, I don't even know. I was expected to talk about like my busyness. I, oh. I for the last two years, I've I've worked full time. I yep. I did like kiss and glide, and I did school full time. So. And it's been, I mean, I say two years, but I've been on the similar scale since I was mm-hmm. 16. Yeah. We, it's, Jeremy, and I, Jeremy, Jeremy and I know very well. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. I mean, like the the work aspect of things, dude, uh, even, even doing this podcast every night, you guys like, I mean, you, you really have to do a lot of, you know, organizing to really come to that factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's time consuming. You can ask my I wife. Mean, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh we do gotta wind it down. We're at our hour mark almost. So Jeremy, do you have any last questions to throw out to Isaac? Uh no, I just wanna reiterate again, thank you for uh coming on and you know, sharing your your journey so far. I mean, everything's it's impressive and I definitely look forward to like Diabolic said, "Just continuing to see what you know what happens." So. Yeah, it's exciting. All right. Well, um, Jeremy, do we get any? I forgot to ask at the beginning. Do we get any comments in our different socials yet, or no? Um, I actually did not look today, but I hadn't seen any for the last couple of days. So, all right. As a reminder, if you're listening to the podcast and you're still with us, I appreciate you. Secondly. Anyone that puts comments into our any of our socials or our um, reviews, and you know, give us a little heads up so you did it, or you know, we'll look for them. You know, we want to broadcast your reviews and say, you know, thank you for doing those. Um, even if it's a one star, hopefully it's not. But even if it's a one star, we will still say it on the air. So please give us some reviews. We appreciate those highly. Um, tell a friend about the podcast. Pass it along. And Jeremy, any last words before I sign off? Nope, I'm good. All right. Well, guess what? Potatoes.